Hey everybody, this is Dan Young. And Craig Morrison. Thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode of Total Wellness Radio, where every week, Craig and I bring you natural, non-invasive approaches to today's most common health concerns that you can use immediately in your home with you and your family. So, thank you so much again for Craig, this is Dan, for tuning in to Total Wellness Radio. Hey, good day, everybody. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. We're finally back together. We got the band back together. It's been a week or two, I think, since uh, my glasses are still dark from being outside. Um, Since we've been able to do a Wellness Wednesday, and uh, this is one of the things that Craig and I really do enjoy, sitting down for 20 or 30 minutes and discussing some of the most uh, timely and uh, topics that really do influence just about everyone we know. Hey, Shell. Thanks for joining us. Um, so we are back in action. Craig had a nice trip out to California, visit family, yeah. made it back safely. Thank God. Yeah. <laughs> How was the trip overall? Good. Yeah, it was really nice. Nice to catch up with everybody. Yep. That's awesome. Hey, Bonnie, thanks for tuning in. So today's discussion is on pancreas and we, uh, this is something that is, uh, let me just give you kind of some, some context for the conversation before we go into a lot of content on this. And that is, there is uh, a disease management system in America. It is not a true healthcare system. Uh, it's a disease management system with certain resources that help monitor and change chemistry in the body so that the, uh, the person seems to be stable. And according to all the numbers, and all the things taking place, they're healthy, okay? When the truth of the matter is, it's a, an approach that's been around for about 110 years is all, so about three going on four generations, that is driven by just managing symptoms. And this particular... Usually by suppression. Su- thank you, yes. Usually by a, an artificial suppression of the body's uh, outcry that there's a, there's a challenge taking place. So... You know, we spend, uh, unfortunately, as a country, $4 trillion a year on disease management. And that does include various other aspects of, like, life-saving procedures, you know, operations that must take place, emergency medical. So that's also a part of that. But when you take all of that out, there is a horrendous amount of that money is actually generated by helping people manage their illness in an artificial way and in the tune of trillions. And this particular topic, pancreas health, is uh, one of those areas that we spend almost one in four dollars spent in this country has to do with people suffering from the symptoms of faulty diets, lifestyle. Uh, They may or may not even be aware sometimes. In a lot of cases, they just didn't know any better, or they were told by... uh, by somebody modern at the hospital. Modern advertising. Modern advertising. This is going to be good for you. This is healthy. This is the way you need to eat. And the reality of it is that's the producing the byproduct of failing pancreases at a pandemic scale. Yeah. That is a and true alarming, pandemic. Alarming. Alarming rate. pandemic scale is that pancreases are failing people in this country. So one out of every $4, uh, not quite a trillion dollars annually, is being spent but not really wisely invested 
just to manage this one thing. just to manage people get their insulin their insulin resistance uh, and which is a byproduct of faulty digestion which is a byproduct of a faulty diet which is a byproduct of being misinformed or misguided or misled about what the truth is in terms of how these bodies perform you know, none of us came with a blueprint, you know, a, an owner's manual mm -hmm. that we could just read. And, and neither say, did our parents. And neither did our parents or their parents. Thank you. That's, that's very true. And so what we're going to touch on is just some of the key things today regarding pancreas, how it responds to fluctuating blood sugars. You know, we're going into the holidays. Mm -hmm. This is going to happen a lot. Lots of sugars. As Lots of pies, cookies, cakes, and candies. Cookies, candies, cakes, and colas. Craig's four C's that he tries to encourage people to avoid as much as possible, mm -hmm. you know. But I like pie, too. Hey, anybody who's had pie loves pie. Uh, the issue is don't eat, uh, you know, a whole pie the first week yeah. of the holidays or practice eating pie on a daily basis. Uh, that's how these organs get overwhelmed. They can't keep up with the enzyme secretion necessary to to meet the demands that we've created. I think that's one of the biggest things that I like to share with people and watch the light bulbs over their head go, aha, that makes sense, okay? I've created the circumstances I'm asking my body to perform in. Yes, genetics plays a bit of a role. Genome Project proved several years ago that anywhere from 10% to as much as, as high as 30%, of the illnesses we experience in our lifetime is a hereditary factor, okay? As much of maximum 30%. The other 70% to 90% <laughs> is diet, lifestyle, and stress. Mm -hmm. And so these are things that are within our control to make better decisions, uh, to develop better habits, so that we are not one of those folks contributing to the almost trillion dollar a year disease management models. So, well, some of the things we do to try to alleviate that stress is what causes problems for the pancreas. Yeah, yeah, and that's the diet. That's really mostly the, in the form of diet and alcohol consumption. Alcohol, caffeine, other things. Caffeine. The pancreas, to keep it very simple, secretes insulin in response to high glu uh, blood sugar. Mm -hmm. The insulin's job is kind of like the transporter, okay? Its job is to, hey, Jody, thanks for joining us. Its job is to take that sugar, that energy, out of the blood and put it into the cell. The problem is, when, where we become insulin resistant is, our diets have consisted of, for far too long, these refined or processed foods that convert rapidly to sugar. Mm -hmm. The signal goes to the pancreas kick in. It does its job, releasing its insulin, but it can't get the, it's kind of like trying to find a, trying to dock, right? Trying to find the dock. And the insulin's job is to take the sugar and dock it with the cell so that the cell then gains energy from the sugar. And it can't do that anymore. So then that blood sugar stays elevated uh, in the blood. And voila, we have developed a diabetic type condition. The flip side of that though, and most people don't realize this, is that the Pancreas also releases uh, glycogen to the liver to release um, and make the liver respond with glycogen, okay, uh, or gly uh, glycerin, not glycerin. What's the what's the word? I get I get these glycogens and glycerols and all these mixed up. Which one is uh, it? 
Glycogen. No, I said it right. Glycogen to glycogen. Yeah, these are technical words. But basically, for a hypoglycemic case. Now, hmm, I didn't know hypoglycemia had anything to do with pancreas dysfunction or liver, but it does. And those are the things that we see. So when we talk to somebody about diet, about lifestyle, and about the right nutritional support to cleanse and nourish the pancreas back to optimum health, we're talking about bringing it in back to a st stable performance of enzyme production so that it can bring blood sugar down properly mm -hmm. or that glucogen, glycogen, excuse me, up properly in a hypo glycemic case, low blood sugar, right? They get shaky and jittery and, mm -hmm. and can almost feel like they're going to pass out and uh, uh, almost tremory, okay? Um, sometimes we've experienced those experiences uh, ourselves and we were wondering why, what was going on. And that blood sugar stability, the pancreas plays a role in both. But the liver is also involved in dealing with uh, the secretion of the right enzymes, getting the right balance of chemistry, and chemistry, good chemistry in the body, always remember this, it's a byproduct of the diet. Chemistry, the number one influence on chemistry in the human body is a byproduct of the diet. And if we're eating too many refined carbohydrates and simple carbs, things that convert rapidly to sugar, which is energy, but if it's not burned properly, and if it's not balanced properly, uh, produces a myriad of health problems mm -hmm. in the near future for all people. So, yep. And we all face it because we all eat food. Any comments on some of the symptoms that people can have so you're aware of when the pancreas might be struggling? Well, to begin with, there's you have a tendency to have a lot more gas, mm -hmm. bloating. Mm -hmm. You can have nausea. One of the things you want to look for is when... and. Most people don't like doing this, but I always bring it up. Look at your poop. Stool. We call it stool. Your stool. <laughs> okay. Um, if it's shiny or poorly formed, yep. there's a good possibility that uh, you're, you're going down a bad path. Yep. Flaky or dry skin is another uh, one of the symptoms or markers mm -hmm. that will show up. And let me interject right there. One of the things I do with little kids when they come to the clinic is I grab their, their little wrist and I just take my hand and I just kind of slide up the arm a little bit, right? Just slide up almost to the shoulder, right up through here, the bicep, right through that area of the body. And if it feels like it's just smooth as glass, chances are this child, whatever the dietary situation is, they're actually, their body's able to keep up with the demands mm -hmm. that have been placed. But you get those little bumpies and the little scalies and, you know, the dry skin, obviously, you can just see usually by looking. But when you feel that, adults too, if you feel that, that's an indication that your digestion is off, your diet's off, pancreas and liver are struggling. And these are very simple early on detections mm -hmm. that if you'll learn them and apply them, practice them, you can pick up on some things that are needed. Another thing is, is um, if you have frequent diarrhea. Mm. Yep. You know, um, it's usually in the form of you'll have a heart stool, then you'll have diarrhea, then you'll have a heart stool, then you'll have diarrhea. Um, also, if you see mucus yeah. in the stool. Yeah. And um, it's very noticeable if, if it's there. You'll be able to spot it. Yeah. 
These are all indications that the liver-pancreas relationship is off, and it's off because of the relationship that the person's having with their diet. Mm -hmm. They don't have the proper relationship, eating too many certain foods, uh, sugars, refined sugars, cookies, candies, and cakes, and colas, like we talked about earlier. Um, these are the things that are going to overburden these pancreases. Now, that's on a type 2 diabetic case, by the way. There can also be other challenges um, that will show up, other possible causes like infections, right? Mm -hmm. um, the things that we look at Especially are also... Especially in, in the lower parts of the legs. Yeah, you'll see a discoloration mm -hmm. in the skin. Also, you'll, you'll, you'll have people complaining of electric shocks in their legs and feet. Mm -hmm. I.e. neuropathy. Yeah, it's a form of neuropathy caused most of the time by the pancreas saying, help me. Yeah, you're That's what it's trying to say. Can't keep up with the demands. And then you're sent off to a neurologist with a battery of tests. Mm -hmm. and that have nothing to do with what's that, really going on. And never ask one question about, hey, why don't you do a food log for a week? Don't modify your diet. Just write down everything that you're eating every day. Breakfast, lunch, dinner, beverages, and snacks. Just write it down for a whole week. Don't skimp on anything. And let's start there. Let's evaluate those habits because that is what actually creates the problem. Absolutely. Infectious, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Some of the possible causes for this stuff is uh, liver dysfunction. Mm -hmm. it means that the liver is not performing at its peak. Real light colored stools. Yes. This is when we get into the light colored stool. Maybe the stool is good about elimination, good volume, right? You're having two to three bowel wounds a day but it's real, real, real light in color. This is an indication that your gallbladder is not secreting the bile properly to emulsify and break down fats and proteins, meat proteins, uh, which is going to place more stress and strain on the protease, the amylase, the different enzymes, pr protease primarily, that the pancreas is involved with to get rid of the protein. So if the gallbladder is not keeping up with it, then there's other organs that are gonna try and pick up the excess burden, pancreas being one of them. Mm -hmm. And so that liver dysfunction will also contribute to, um, to this problem. And you think gallbladder when you think real light stools. Well, hey, I, I know one thing. Um, if a person eats lots and lots of you know, nuts and stuff, a lot of times they'll have lighter stool because the nuts, they don't break down dark. They break down kind of light. So you'll see some light stool when people eat too many uh, nuts. But don't be, if, if the person isn't that type of person that eats <clears throat> three or four hands full of nuts every day. Yeah. Um, and they're getting real light stools, especially if they're young children. Um, pay close attention to that. Um, some of the possible causes, like I said, is liver dysfunction. Refined foods. Touched uh, on that, yep. Over That's a biggie. Overconsumption of alcohol yeah. and caffeine. Too much sugar. Alcohol mm -hmm. converts rapidly to sugar. Uh, it is, uh, it uh, will feed a, a yeast overgrowth in the GI tract, which makes it almost impossible to break down sugar. In fact, you're going to crave more and more foods that are of the sugar mm -hmm. uh, type of food. Uh, again, giving into that, more it becomes this vicious cycle placing more and more stress and taxing the pancreas. Um, 
Immune system uh, issues like viruses and bacteria can also cause a lot of these problems. Had a lot of people or bring them to to the surface. Yeah, and over and their presence overwhelms the performance. Mm-hmm. For example, we've had a lot of cases over the years where people would come in. They knew they had like a cold or a flu bug taking place, and they also at the same time may have had some labs done, or they saw their primary care physician, mm-hmm. and they had their blood pressure taken, and and their glucose test taken for their blood sugars, and their blood sugars are really elevated from past records, and their blood pressure is really elevated from past records, and they're told, well, my gosh, you know, you're pre-diabetic, or almost, you know, you could be a di- type 2 diabetic, here's your, here's your uh, metformin, right, and, and uh, you know, my gosh, you got a blood pressure problem, so here's your blood pressure medication. Instead of being strategic and positioning the person to actually thrive and regain optimum health, they're instantly given this symptom suppression, symptom changing approach, like here's two drugs. Here, we're gonna write you a script for blood pressure, we're gonna write you a script for your blood sugar, and you need to fill that and get on those right away. And you're gonna be on for life, and we'll see you next year. Have a nice day. That seems to be kind of, you know, unfortunately, the way people are treated in this country. And the truth of the matter is you have an immune challenge of any of these, it doesn't matter if it's viral, bacterial, parasitic, fungal, the presence of those stimulating an immune system response also elevates sugars in the blood and can negatively affect or drive blood pressure up. Absolutely, we have seen because it, the blood... We've seen it hundreds of times. The body's trying to get blood to an area to cleanse that stuff out. Mm-hmm. So it's going to elevate your blood pressure, mm-hmm. especially viruses. Yep. Um and then, of course, food sensitivities. And what we mean by that is not allergies. Right. We're talking a, sensi- a sensitivity to a certain food that can affect a single organ. Yep. Here's, you know, well, it affects the whole body. It but the pancreas the gets overwhelmed by it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Here's how you know. It, just pay real close attention for those of you listening on the podcast or watching on our Facebook page. Listen real close. If you're the type of person who experiences chronic sinus drainage congestion phlegm, primarily in the mornings, and it kind of wears off around 9, 10 o'clock, kind of clears up a little bit, but then you go through and you kind of go through these cycles, sometimes worse than better, than, you know, it's worse and then it gets better, kind of cyclically going through that. I can Throughout promise a day. you. Yeah, I can promise you, I can assure you, you're eating something, your body's trying to tell you, knock it off. Mm-hmm. Don't consume that food. Here's what we find mostly. Processed grains, dairy, eggs, sugars, the, you know, the regular, mm-hmm. this, the plain sugars. And then we get into the meats and the legumes, beans, seeds, nuts, that type of thing. But most often, almost every meal, people are consuming some cheese, milk, eggs, some kind of processed grain, Okay. And it's just a consistent thing. And it's a feel-good in the moment, but the long-term uh, effects are completely evident in the level of lousy health that most Americans have these days. Mm-hmm. And then they wonder why. Because their doctor never said we need to do a food log for a week and identify what's contributing to the problem. No, no, no. You have a drug deficiency. Let's just get you this script and, uh, you know... If you have high glucose, you got a metformin deficiency. And if you have high blood pressure, you got high blood pressure medication deficiency. And, and it's just, it's really, unfortunately, if it wasn't so tragic, 
at positioning people's health to just keep getting worse by the by by the droves of people, um, it's actually laughable. It's really quite comical um, if people's lives and their health were not, not being obliterated state. by it. Yeah, yeah, we're not at stake. We're not at stake. So food sensitivities. If you have that, you're going on. It may not only be food, but chronic sinus drainage, congestion, phlegm. You always have a food issue that your body is trying to tell you, hey, Susie, Give knock it break. off. Give me a break. Find mm-hmm. something different. I need different fuel. I can't run based on the parameters you've created for me. <laughs> and, and then they finally get to us and we help them get it straightened out. And by the way, it takes three to six months, in some cases, nine months of close monitoring to get food habits back on track. So you got to be gentle with yourself, be patient, but also put forth effort. Mm-hmm. Nothing of value happens without effort. And, uh, and so this is one of those things that can be corrected. Um, it's uh, something we see on a daily basis with people and helping them navigate in a way that's meaningful to them. It's personalized to their situation, but uh, it is something we have to pay attention to. One of the other things that's really, really important for people is to drink plenty of oh. Clean water. Yeah, thank you for mentioning that. Water is so very important, and staying hydrated is one of the things that we see more people in this country not doing. They're thinking that tea and coffee and soda and juice and Cokes and all these other things are hydrating them. Yep, Gatorade. Yeah. They're not. Amazing. Gatorade. Um, if Gatorade's great if you're an athlete. athlete yeah. If you're in, and if you're in Florida and you need the sodium potassium hit yeah. and the energy and you're 22 years old or 21 years old or 19 years old and you're not sitting on the couch playing video games and eating Cheetos and drinking Gatorade, Monster that's not the right in the that's not oh. the right environment. Take the resource and put it in the right context. Yep. Gatorade's great if you are a High-performing athlete, burning that up really quickly. Or you're out there working as a framer or, you know, a mechanic of some time, and you're sweating all the time, and, and it's hot. But I, just as a beverage, you need the electrolytes. and you think it's doing you some good? No. No proof of that whatsoever. It's not the same as water. Nope. It water does not, not hydrate like water does. Yeah. Gatorade isn't to hydrate the athletes. It's to put electrolytes back in their bodies. Mm-hmm. Because they're expelling them. They also had these huge jugs of water out there. Containers those, of water. Those people drink lots of water. They have bottles full of water. Yeah, it's funny too. They're Gatorade bottles, but yeah. there's water in there. It, it, it's water that's inside them. All you have to do is watch when they squirt it, and it's a clear liquid. Yeah. So, uh, one of the things that you definitely have to do is you have to stay hydrated. Yeah. Especially if you're having any of these issues. All right, <coughs> dietary habits. We've already touched on avoiding refined foods. This is just a couple of things. Hey, Dennis, thanks for joining us. There's a couple of things that you can do. I, I believe very strongly, especially the way we work with our clients at the clinic, that I never give them more than two or maybe three key things to focus on over the next week, two weeks, four weeks, whatever their schedule is, two or three weeks, proper resources, and then go execute on them. Put them into practice. Not perfect, but put them into practice so that you can start feeling the effects and the Mm -hmm. adjustments and the changes that your body can experience. So 
I encourage people to listen to this little list. There's two or there's several things on this, but just pick one or two key things that you can go to work on today that will make over the next six months to a year a substantial, noticeable improvement in your health and your performance. Number one, avoid refined foods. That's if you don't do anything else, I promise you. You avoid refined. You look at your list. That make a food it, log for a week. If it's in a box, or bag, a bag, or, can, or a, uh, a can, try chances to steal are from you it. need to avoid it. I got one gal. I just think the world of her health is amazing, actually. But she's got a couple of areas where she eats healthy carbohydrates, mm-hmm. but they're healthy. But she's getting five to seven servings on average a day. Long term, that's not going to meet the needs. I'm trying to convince her. To look at okay, if you're averaging, if you're averaging five of those a day, from the for the next couple of months, let's just do three. Let's do, just do three. Do three and replace it with something like some fruit. Yeah. Or some vegetables. Or some more kind. protein or fats or more to offset the carbs. We need proteins, fats, and carbohydrates. We have to have all three for the body to perform optimally. The problem is in this country, eighty percent of the diet is carbohydrates. Yeah. And twenty percent is the uh, is the protein and the fats, and it needs to flip. Mm-hmm. We need to flip that. About 20% should only be carbohydrates. The other should be the healthy fats and proteins. Uh, vegetable protein primarily, 60% uh, of the daily diet should be from the vegetable protein standpoint. Preferably organic, raw, uncooked, where possible. Obviously, availability is an issue. Pricing is an issue. Everything I understand is an issue. We have to navigate it. But do the best you can to eliminate as close to zero as you can, the refined processed foods. And that will make the biggest difference long-term in your, in your body's ability to perform. Mm-hmm. How about food allergies or food sensitivities? We can identify some of those for people. We identify them a lot. Mm-hmm. Here's the thing about foods. Even if you suspect that there's a certain food giving you that sinus drainage, let's say you mm-hmm. avoid that, then you still need to accompany with the body the right digestive enzyme to take stress off of the pancreas and off of the liver for digestion. So super enzymes, um, Zypan, Colico, there's all there's different quality, broad spectrum enzyme support that you can take with your meals that then, now that you've removed the food causing the stress, you still gotta let the organs rebuild mm-hmm. and restore and rest and finally get themselves out of stress. So enzymes with meals, and you do that process for a minimum of 90 days, minimum, while help, avoiding things while avoiding that you know for foods. a fact are bothering you. Try to stick with whole foods that are organic. Lean meats, vegetables, and fruits. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Poultry. This guy eats more fish than anybody I know. He really, that one he's got dialed in. He eats two to three times a week. I enjoy it. Yeah, he eats the fish. And in Wyoming, you know, we're inland. It's meat and potato country. Yeah. You know, it's not, but he's, well, I eat my fair share of meat too. Well, yeah, we both do, but he manages to, he manages to. I like fish and and it's because of where I grew up. Yeah. There was a lot of fish there. Yeah. And as Greg, uh, Greg, Craig already mentioned, stay hydrated. Yes. So there's two or three key things that if you'll just make it a focus and make it a part of your weekly plan. I had a lady come in today. I got to tell her, tell you everybody about her. Her name's Tecla. She's just wonderful. I just, she's a dear heart person. And she's, she actually is taking her food logs to a whole new level. She shared this with me today and I found it very intriguing. And I've done this before with kids, 
Never thought about having to do it with adults, but she gave me a good idea. So thank you, Tacla, for doing that. She wrote out her week in advance. She wrote out her breakfast, snack, lunch, snack, and evening meal. Water intake, the fruit, the proteins, the fats, the vegetables, how she's going to... The, and named and that's that then now she goes out and that's what she gets to feed herself properly for the upcoming week and we're going to compare next week how she did this this you know on that plan and she's going to submit a new plan and i just thought it was a great idea to keep it simple it's planned out if you fail to plan you plan to fail she reminded me of that which i thought was great and uh, so thank you for that little pearl some of you may find that uh, resource valuable. And can so plan to succeed. So plan to succeed. <laughs> Thank you. That's exactly what she did with this little demonstration. She plans to succeed. So, All right. We're wrapping it up. We've got a couple of announcements. Real quick. For those of you here in the Cheyenne area and want to come join us, our next class that we're doing is... Drum roll for you, please. We are... We are excited to announce that we are back at Natural Grocers. We've been a presenter with them for several years, uh, obviously with uh, getting together in groups, uh, being discouraged by those who um, discouraged it uh, in the last year or two. We, uh, they, they cut back on the classes, obviously, but we are having classes live again at uh, Natural Grocers this Sunday, October 23rd, 2 p.m., and the topic of the class is how to handle sugar for the holidays, proper sugar handling for the holidays. So it's kind of a continuation of this discussion. We're going to talk about some of the resources available to you at Natural Grocers uh, that you can uh, start immediately to try and alleviate uh, sugar cravings and, and uh, healthier replacements for the normal sugars you might consume, things of that nature. Just really good workable resources that will make a difference. So that's this Sunday. October 23rd, 2 p.m., and then Nutrition 101 here at the clinic is October 25th at 6.15. That is open to the public. Anybody local here in the Cheyenne or in the region who wants to come and spend some time with us in an evening, it's about an hour, maybe an hour and 15-minute class. It is Nutrition 101. That's what we call it. We've got several handouts that will reinforce and give you just proven resources so that you can meet your health objectives in the near future. And lastly, November 1st is our next clinical orientation class. For those of you who want to come and see if our clinic is a good match for you, the first and third Tuesday of every month, I do a 30-minute orientation class. And for attending the class, your first two visits are complimentary, meaning that we do an initial evaluation and a follow-up to see if we're a great match for each other and if what we're uh, providing you resource-wise makes good sense and you're going to execute and use those resources. So uh, for everybody who attends the class, their first two visits are complimentary. So, wow, 30 minutes, almost right on the nose. We have got to go back to work. Yes, we in the do. exam room. For, thank you, Craig, for making it back from California safely. Yeah, I'm glad I did. <laughs> I'm glad I did. I'm glad you did, I mean, too. as much as I like the weather was absolutely amazing. <laughs> oh, I'm there, sure it was beautiful out here. there, but, you know. But, um, so anyhow... 
We are glad, glad we're glad Craig is back. We're glad he's back. So thank you as always for tuning in. We appreciate you. If there's anything we uh, can do more for you, just put some comments in the, uh, in the post here on Facebook and be sure and tune into the Total Wellness Radio Podcast. We are on there posting one or two uh, episodes on a, on a regular basis, usually, usually weekly. Uh, I will finish with this, the most recent one from Diana Wright, uh, Curing Cancer. Uh, her video documentary has received almost 6 million views on YouTube. She's been in the medical profession for over 40 years, built the largest travel nursing agency in the country, and she was kind enough to be my guest on our last episode of Total Wellness Radio, and she discloses uh, in her video, which is free. You can look at it online. Go to the last episode, and the link on YouTube is there. You can watch her documentary, uh, complimentary. So it's a pretty amazing guest. We're glad to have her. So please, by all means, tune in to Total Wellness Radio. Uh, you'll be glad you did. We look forward to seeing you next Wednesday, November 2nd, which we will discuss immune challenges relating to parasites. Thank you so much for oh, tuning in. Oh, fun. Take care. Be blessed. Bye-bye. Well, that'll do it for this episode of Total Wellness Radio. Thanks again for tuning in. And for more information, be sure and catch us on Facebook Live every Wednesday at 1 p.m. Mountain Time at the Country Doctor Nutritional Center Facebook page. Until next time, thank you so much for tuning in.